This episode of Real Estate Real World is brought to you by LionDesk CRM. Discover why so many people have already made the brilliant decision to switch to LionDesk. With over 100 integrations and video, email, and texting, LionDesk isn't just a CRM. It's everything you'll ever need in a great follow-up system. Learn why thousands of real estate professionals have already made the switch by visiting them today at LionDesk.com. Use the code REALWORLD and get 50% off your first two months. No credit card is even needed to get started today. Welcome to Real Estate Real World where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host... Marguerite Crispillo. Hello, everybody. This is Marguerite Crispillo, and thank you so much for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we get to talk to all the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. And today we have a very special guest. Irene Hammond is with EXP Realty, and she is an author of her newest book, which we're really excited to talk about. I actually met her a few months back at a conference. And we started chit-chatting, and we were so excited about our book. And now it is finally, finally here. So first of all, welcome to the show, Irene. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. You know, I have uh, one of my most favorite aunts growing up was my Auntie Irene. Uh, she actually lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and she was, I think, like four foot ten. She was a little tiny bitty thing, <laughs> but she had that. Oh my goodness, she would uh, put the fear of God in you if you ever, you know, did anything wrong. But I loved my auntie Irene, so uh, I. So you'll a, always uh, remember me. I will always remember you because of that. So, so tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into real estate? Well, my mom was in real estate, which means I knew enough to know getting into real estate, you don't know enough when you get out of school. And she moved to Arizona, got into real estate in Arizona after being in Florida for umpteen years, and was really busy in the 2003 housing boom that the whole country saw, but especially Arizona. And so I had a mentor already set up and my mom, somebody who I knew and trusted, and I got my license and we started working as a partnership. Wow, how interesting. So you worked with your mom for a bit, you said? I worked with my mom. In fact, I just made her retire this last year after 38 years of being a licensed agent. How long did the two of you work together? We worked together for 15 years. Wow. What was that like? Was that, I can't imagine working with my mom. I think that that, uh, that sounds really cool. Was it a challenge though? Well, we'd, we'd come far enough in our relationship past those teenage years when, you know, you have to be defiant and to come to a point where we could respect each other mutually. And that was really the key piece to make 
you know, to make it work. That's the secret sauce is we had to have mutual respect for each other. You know, I think that's such a key because part of the challenge of working together is you bring all that personal kind of baggage that comes along with it, right? Oh, God, and yes. <laughs> sometimes that can cause some, some cause some challenges until you can kind of get to that place where you both see each other as, you know, partners more than mom and mom and daughter. Well, and and recognizing that everybody has something different as a strength and somebody else has something that's a weakness. And if you can come in and work together and find where your strengths complement each other, you can really be a force to be reckoned with. Well, I think that's so valuable. And I don't know that people pay as much attention to that as they should because I know that my husband and I have worked together for a long time. And what we learned to do was to kind of stay in each other's corners, so to speak, right? Like this is mm-hmm. the stuff he does. This is the stuff I do. You stay out of my corner. I stay out of your corner. <laughs> and then we can, you know, all work cohesively to make sure that things happen. And, and that's what you've got to find, your magic balance of what things each person in the partnership do better and you're willing to let them do because they do it better. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so mom is retiring and you've been working on a book. So tell us a little bit about how this whole book process came about for you. Well, I I actually was at a Tony Robbins event and someone said write a had a piece about writing a book for your business and I thought, "Ah, oh, I could do that." And my husband bless him. He said to me, not only could you do that, but you should do it, and you should do it sooner and rather than later and not procrastinate on it. And with his encouragement, I started putting the book together, and um, here I am. So tell us about, tell me a little bit about what's the name of your book, first of all. Retirement isn't boring when you live in an active adult community. So Obviously, this has come from some sort of experience, right? Yes. And uh, uh, as I started working with my mom in 2003, we were with an Internet-based company. And back then, the Internet was still relatively new as far as the real estate world and people searching on uh, in real estate on the Internet. And by 2005, when the market really took a turn and started to have its decline, as we all know, um, it changed really dramatically, but I used the information that I'd learned of that technology that I, I identified a market that wasn't being met. People were specializing in individual 55-plus communities, but there really wasn't anybody specializing in all the 55-plus communities throughout the greater Phoenix area. And there's over 30 55-plus communities in the greater Phoenix Valley. And so it was it was a niche that wasn't being met, and I knew with the Internet I could go in and I could grab it. And that's where I started, and I have been helping clients for 15 years in that area. So why do you think – I mean, does this have a lot to do with baby boomers, like why we have such a huge population that is in that age demographic? Very definitely. And and the 55-plus communities, there's there's like the perception that they're like our, our, our grandparents or our great-grandparents, like, you know, you just kind of curl up and that's where you just sit and do nothing. But now they are 
super active with everything from motorcycle clubs to travel clubs and food groups and you name it for interests that are active and interesting and fun. And so the 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 desire to have a circle of friends that you can share with and be a part of life and really experience life is is something that baby boomers have really changed the way the the communities are designed and built and what goes into those communities and it it definitely is a growing trend because we're having more and more communities that are 55 plus pop up all the time in the Phoenix area. Well, you know, it's so interesting because uh so I'm 53, I'll be uh 50 54 in November. My husband is older than me. He's 11 years older than me. And uh, interestingly enough, our kids are all grown now, right? So it's a matter of really, it's like this whole adjustment um, in getting to know what to do with ourselves. (laughs) And, and, And finding friends, you know, that are in the same kind of situation. Um is somewhat of a challenge because we have friends kind of all over the spectrum and some are in the same boat as us. They're empty nesters and, you know, some still have kids at home, teenagers at home or, or things like that. So we're like, what the heck do we do with ourselves all day, you know, when we're not working? I mean, our life the last 30 years has been so much about our kids and what's going on with them and that whole bit. And so, exactly. yeah, I can see how that could be very attractive to people to try to get around people that are in the kind of the same boat as them. Well, and what happens is somebody may, your your friendships have been circled around your kids' activities, if you have kids. And so if the kids are involved with soccer, you know all the rest of the soccer parents, and that's usually where your circle of friends ends up stemming from. And now the soccer parents are off doing other things with their next kids and your kids are already grown so now where does your circle of friends come from and and a lot of my clients their their biggest concern is will I be able to make friends and the usual experience once the clients moved in and it's funny I'll call them up and go hey how's it going how do you like the community and they let me know like a couple weeks later that they haven't even unpacked that they've been out to dinner or cocktails or golfing or the ladies club or whatever every single day and they haven't spent any time in their home. You know, it's funny that you say that because I live uh, literally about a mile from a Dell Webb community um, just here in Lincoln, California. And I don't live very far from it at all. And honestly, my perception many times has been that it's so quiet there. There's nothing going on, right? And so <laughs> you get until you get anywhere near the clubhouse. And then a funny thing happened to me a, a couple months back. A good friend of mine that I went to high school with, uh, she lives a couple hours from me in Chico, and she says, "Hey, we're coming down to go on a cruise, and we're going with a big group of people, and we're wondering if we could like park our car at your place and and take off from there." I said, yeah, she goes, well, you're really close to Del Webb, aren't you? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, that's the whole group we're going with. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, they went on a 10-day cruise to Hawaii, and, oh, my gosh, she came back and said they had the time of their life. 
Yeah. There's there's one of the communities here that the activities director is a former club med activities director. So they're doing all kinds of fun, crazy things. Whatever whatever the people who reside there can conceive, that's what they put together for trips. Um and wow. so it's the the communities are are not what they're not just quiet. In fact, they're anything but quiet. They have things like farmer's markets that come in once a month, and they have um, any kind of activity that you could – they have demonstration kitchens where the local chefs come in and do cooking demonstrations and cooking classes. They have, you know, you name it. They've got everything. It's It's so much fun. It's like being on a cruise every day of your life. So what do you think makes those communities so different other than activities? Is it primarily the activities? Like what, what, when someone comes to your area, how do they find out about those specific types of homes? Or, or, or is that what they're looking for before they ever contact you? Most of the time that's what they're looking for when they contact me. Um, the, the difference is in this type of a community, if you move to a house on a street that's an all-age neighborhood, you end up with people who've lived there sometimes their whole lives, if it's an older community. And in these communities, everybody has moved into the community in order to have more activity and come together and meet new people. And so it creates a social environment that is really unique and special and a lot of times they're not sure if that if that's really going to be the right fit until they actually get on the phone i tell people call up whatever whatever activity or club you're most interested in call up the person who who runs it is the point person and have a chat with them and usually they're they'll call up and they'll go, well, we had lunch with them and they're absolutely fabulous and we can't wait. We already met 10 people and have friends in the community. We can't wait to get settled and move in. So what would you say are some of the challenges in these communities? Like what are the main reasons that people opt to not live there or or, or well, even most have, of the have you had people that have moved in and then moved out? Well, most of the people, um, the, the the challenge is that the communities, if you can imagine, uh, just on a logistics level, in order to support all of the activities, there's got to be a lot of houses, which means you've got to cover a lot of land. And it, they can't just be built on a little plot of land. So the communities are a little bit more to the outskirts of town. And the newer communities have a tendency to have a younger population than communities that have been long time established. And so if you're looking for a younger community, you usually have to drive further to get to them, which means you're further away from the city, you're further away from airports, you're further away from other city amenities. And sometimes that's an issue that people go, you know, I'd really like to be closer to the airport or I'm still working and I need to still commute to work, but what are my options because I'm, I'm about to retire um, and it, it's not a good fit for them at that time. And so that's probably one of the biggest things is where the communities are located are a little further away than what most people are accustomed to to living, but instead of having to drive to work for somebody who's retired, they're going to the clubhouse. And so they're they're 
they have to shift their lifestyle thinking a little bit because you're not driving into the city, you're driving to the clubhouse. You're getting in your golf cart and driving over to a neighbor's house. And and so, but our for years when we've bought a home, we've thought about the proximity to work, to our kids' schools, and where we have to drive to on a daily basis. And so that's that's the biggest issue is the distance that they are away from the city. Well, the interesting thing, again, about where I live is that uh, I've lived in my house for 23 years, and um, I think it's been like 17 years ago now when the the over-55 community moved into our area. They started construction, and they built, I don't know, several hundred homes. But prior to that, there was really nothing in this area. I mean, there was no grocery stores, no nothing. It was like they, that was the first major subdivision to go into because our town was only 5,000 people. And so that subdivision, that community moved in, and then, honestly, the town kind of built around it. <laughs> and so a new community went in across the street, which is called 12 Bridges, and that's kind of where all the kids of all the people that moved into the over-55 community bought. And then, you know, we ended up getting shopping centers and uh, medical and stuff like that. I mean, we're not far from town. We're 10 miles from the closest town. But it's kind of funny how that community really uh, started and they the massive growth. Exactly. Started the massive growth in our market. And mm-hmm. so you said you have 30 over 55 communities there in Phoenix? Probably more. And and that's and, – and I use – 55 plus as an age-restrictive community, but then there's what I would call the active adult community. So there's some neighborhoods that there's an age restriction to purchase within it, but there are no activities or very minimal activities. And then there are what I'd consider active adult communities, which are age-restrictive clubhouses, organized activities going on on a regular basis. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And because our, tax, our taxes are low here, and we don't shovel snow, so those are, and and cost of living is low, so it becomes a very popular place for people to retire to. Wow. So, and and I would assume that in many ways, a lot of the people again are in the same situation. They got grown kids, or hopefully they're retired, or you know things like that. Correct. Uh, well, yeah, and so um, sometimes the kids have just gotten out of college or <laughs> sometimes I've got clients that we just got the kid into college, we're out of here, and they're, they they want to start living their lives. <laughs> and so it, it so kind funny. of sometimes they wait until the kids get married, and sometimes it's also they're waiting for their parents to, you know, they're taking care of and they're the primary caregiver for their parents, so they have to wait for the passing of, the previous generation to be able to then be free to go where they want to go. So 15 years ago, how did you originally get into this particular niche? You know, I, I looked at what, what type of, what type of buyer did I want to work with? What kind of, what was already being served on the internet? I've got a degree in computer information, so I'm a geek and so I I looked at, well, you know, the, there's a lot of 55-plus communities. They're new construction. They're large communities. They're going to be selling in it for a long time. I can be working in these communities, and, um, and nobody else is really 
really focus on it. There's There was some basic uh, information out there, but not a lot. I really had to dig in to get the content that I needed to create my websites. And, um, and I realized that the 55-plus buyer usually doesn't have a problem with getting a loan if they even need one. Over 50% of my clients pay with cash um, because they're not looking to have a mortgage. They're looking to have a lifestyle. And a, a home mortgage is usually the largest expense somebody has on a monthly basis. So you get rid of the mortgage, what you need in savings is significantly less. So I I have delightful, easy-to-close transactions because I chose the 55-plus market. So let me ask you this. How do you really find these people? Because it sounds to me like the majority of the people you work with are relocating from another area. Am I correct in that? Correct. I work predominantly with buyers, and I they find me on the Internet. I've, I Because I got started early in the technology era, and I have really – um, I have a website that's got a lot of information about the Phoenix area, and Google likes it. So I people find me, and they usually call me up and say, you know, I found your website. It had so much information on it. I, I, I stopped looking. So are these buyers, do they typically take longer as well? Like is the process um... – like I think about relocation clients, and many times relocation clients, you know, they take a bit longer for them to make that decision or to figure out what they have to do with their home in their in their old area and that kind of thing. Well, it, you know, like any any person, sometimes they will contact you early in their search, and sometimes they contact you later in their search. And so sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, it, it depends upon the client. I, I've worked with some people for five years before they were ready to move, and I've worked with some people where I got the phone call, and two weeks later they were we had them in contract, they were here in town, and were off and running. So um, it really depends on the person. Well, that's kind of how the real estate industry is, right? Like you never know. <laughs> You're always exactly. working on future business because you don't really know what they're doing. So what made you decide to write a book about this? Well, this is a different kind of purchase for somebody who's – it's the first time that they're purchasing based on their interests. And there's a lot of things that are different considerations that the buyer has to make when – considering moving to a 55-plus because they're not moving for a job. They're not moving to um, be closer to the school and just get a bigger house so that the kids have room to grow. Um, and so it, it, it's a different – there are different series of questions. And so one of the things is where where are your kids living and where are your grandchildren going to be living? Um, in today's workforce, we're moving so much. Our jobs are changing. And so it's it's hard unless financially you're in a position to chase your kids where they move with their job changes, then, then great, chase them. But for most people, they can't do that. So consider where is the nearest airport and how easy is it to get to the places where your kid is likely to be working and, and where their field is most popular. Um, those are considerations because the, the cost of visiting grandkids and having grandkids come to visit you is needs to be up there. Medical, what medical services, how close they are. Like you said that 
when the Dell Web community started construction, there wasn't really medical services near you, but it came in as a community built. Um, what what medical services are there now for you if you need them? Um, and so I, I I go through, and these are questions that my clients have asked me and asked me and asked me. And instead of just repeating myself like a broken record almost, I decided to put it into writing at, with with this idea. That's why as soon as I got that idea, write a book for your business. I went, I I have a book's worth of information on this specialty niche of real estate because it is very different than buying a house because it's close to your work. So this book is really a great resource for people who are considering, you know, or maybe they've they've kind of toyed with the thought of living in an over 55 community or as your title says, retirement isn't boring, right? Maybe they think that these communities are kind of boring and not a place, well, like I, my perception is it's so quiet there. Well, it might be a nice, quiet place without a bunch of teenagers screaming and and playing music and squealing tires or anything like that. You don't have that noise, but it's not. They're not boring communities. And um, uh, I go through. It's a question and answer format through the book, and I go through and I answer the questions that I am asked all the time, and then I pose questions that I feel my clients should be asking, whether they should be asking themselves or they they need to ask the agent that they're working with, whatever area that they happen to choose to move to. I think it's fantastic. Well, we're going to definitely have links on our website and in the show notes where people can get access to this book if they've considered at all moving into an over-55 community, it's going to be really important that you get the majority of your questions answered by going through this resource. And I, I, then I you are you are in the greater Phoenix area, right? So if agents had someone they wanted to refer in, uh, then they would you be more than happy to help them there. Absolutely. Well, so any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up today? Anything else you want to talk about inside your book? Um, it's It's got the questions that not only somebody looking to buy in the community, but if there's a real estate agent that is servicing the 55-plus or wants to get into helping that market, there's a lot of basic information in here that will help an agent better serve their 55-plus clients as well. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Well, I know that I'll be for sure ordering a copy for myself and the agents on my team. So thank you so much for joining us today, Irene. This is great information and very timely. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm pushing that age button there. <laughs> and <laughs> as am I. Yep, we've talked about it a little bit. And I definitely uh, work with people in my market that, are looking at those communities. So it'll be a great resource. I'm looking forward to getting a copy for myself. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference in Florida coming up. That'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate the, the time and the opportunity to share share my enthusiasm for my book. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today, especially thank you, Irene, for joining us today and talking about your book here on Real Estate Real World. 
It's got lots of great content and information, and we will have it available on our website at realestaterealworld.com, as well as we will have it available in the show notes here on iTunes and Podbean for the podcast. If you love our show, please, please, please give us some great reviews over there on iTunes. It helps boost our show in the ratings. Thank you so much for joining us today, and go out and make it a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, hop on over to www realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening and go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.